to the Marcus Coat Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Coat. Welcome back, guys. This is the first episode for the year. I hope everyone had a good break and is looking forward to getting stuck into this year. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Harry Garside, who is a boxer. Harry is a six-time Oz champ and won gold at the Commonwealth Games in 2018. His challenge for you guys listening is to call a friend or a family member out of the blue for a general chat. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Marcus Coat Fitness Podcast, Harry. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, I'm looking forward to this chat. It's the first one for the year, so 2021. So it'd be good to kickstart this one, which would be awesome. Um, firstly, how are you traveling at the moment? Yeah, good, mate. I'm uh, I'm currently based up in uh, up in the Gold Coast, so um, I'm originally from Melbourne. So I'm enjoying the the, sun, the sunshine up here and um, the active lifestyle. Um, the sun comes up pretty early here, so everyone's like active at about 5 a.m., which is pretty crazy. So um, I'm enjoying it, and hopefully 2021 is a good year for everyone. Yeah, well, that's awesome to hear. I know a bit of sunshine would be uh, nice up there as well, which is good. I just want to start off by taking us back, you know, a bit of your background, growing up, um, how you got into boxing. I'd love the listeners to hear that. Yeah, I, um, I started boxing when I was nine, so I was a very, very active kid. I played um, all sports growing up, basketball, cricket, football, AFL. I played so much um, sport growing up and um, I've always thought I was going to be an NBA player. That was a dream. <laughs> and um, I used to play pretty competitive basketball and yep. at about eight or nine, I, I sort of, I just had these questions and I sort of lost the love for it. Um, and I'm a massive one. Once I lose the love for something, then um, you mean I've got to sort of try and find something else. And yeah. um, I remember in my household, my dad used to put on a lot of Rocky films yeah. um, when we were younger. And um, I don't know exactly what it was, but um, yeah, I just ended up convincing my parents to sort of take me down to a boxing gym. And and that's where I found Brian Levere, my coach of, of 14 years now. And, and he made me fall in love with the sport almost instantly. So I've been with him ever since. And I definitely never thought that I would be where I am now, but it all comes from just the love of the sport and I found that so quickly. Um, and probably the biggest thing was I always felt like a little bit different and um, I always felt like a little bit not good enough when I was younger. Yep. Always sort of second, second best in, in, in most sports and stuff like that. Never the sort of prima donna or anything special. Um, and, and when I walked into the gym, Brian fed me with a lot of love and um, yep. he made me sort of like, give me a lot of self-confidence and and because of that I think that's half the reason why I fell in love with the sport and also fell in love with him as a person yeah I think that's as I said I did touch on the big con I think that's probably like a, that awesome as in for people I know that do struggle with um confidence wise I know same again for myself I do struggle with that as well but I think it's just yeah getting someone to obviously help you and push you and kind of get out of your comfort zone is a big thing that's obviously going to build um, confidence from there as well so is he you're still your coach now at the moment 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty hard to explain, but he's definitely my coach. I hate yep. sort of using the term, but he is my home coach. Yep. So when I'm in Melbourne, um, like he's the one who looked after me and 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 all that. Um, yep. Then obviously the further you progress in the sport, like you have a state coach, Marcus Amato, and yep. then you have a national coach, Kevin Smith. So he looks after me the most, Kevin Smith at the moment. But as I said, Brian is 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 definitely my day one, and um, he's definitely always in my corner no matter what. So we always have like a phone call and. Um, um, he brings me back to like that sense of every time I go back to the gym, I feel like I'm 10 years old again. So that's the best thing about it. I feel like I'm a kid, no matter how serious it gets. Like I go back home and, and I feel like I'm I'm that, that age again. So it's, it's awesome. fantastic. To be home. That's that, you know, someone that's, that you can chat to and obviously look up to. And yeah, it's always good to um, be able to have that relationship there as well. Was there anyone that you looked up to, I suppose, in boxing sense or even like role models that, um, doesn't have to be in the boxing sense as well. Uh, yeah, growing up, like obviously, like Brian was a massive player in my career, yeah. but that's sort of expected. But even just like in the gym, I, I didn't follow boxing flat out when I was younger. Obviously, Muhammad Ali, I've got him tattooed on my leg. Yeah, He was a massive role model. I, I remember when I was younger for my birthdays and Christmases and that, my parents would buy me like DVDs and books and yeah. um, Muhammad Ali because they obviously didn't know much about boxing and he's the most famous boxer of all time. So, yeah. Um, he's definitely a massive role model. I love what he stood for outside of the ring as well as inside the ring. And then probably outside of boxing, people like Shane Crawford, yeah. um, Jimmy Steins, who um, he's an AFL football player, Brownlow yeah. medalist, they're both Brownlow medalists. Um, and Jimmy Steins is a massive role for me. I, I'm, yeah. I don't know if you may have heard of the Rich Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Jimmy Steins' foundation. And they sort of entered my life when I was, uh, I think, about 15 or 16. So... Mm-hmm. Um, they've been a massive role in, in me finding out who I am as a person. And um, Jim's message is, is something extraordinary. So he's definitely a massive role model as well. That's really good. And as I said, it's different role models for you from the boxing. So that's awesome to be able to have other ones that, yeah, that you look up to as well, which is good. Did you ever think you're going to go professionally for box? Is that a dream for you as well? Yeah, no, of course. I'm only 23. So um, like for me, it's always been the Olympics. So I remember... I remember 2004 and I was only, what, seven or eight at the time. Like, I was very young. I can I can very vaguely remember it. But um, I remember watching um, Grant Hackett in the uh, in the 1500 metre at Athens. Um, and I just remember the whole, my whole household was just, like, mesmerised by that moment. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's what I wanted to achieve, like, him achieving greatness and watching my whole family just be captivated by one moment. Even um, John Aloisi, 2005, scoring that goal against Uruguay. Yeah. Like, moments like that, they have, like, they've stayed with me and gave me, like, so much motivation and um, I want to achieve stuff on that level. So, yeah. um, Olympic gold medal has always been the goal. Yep. And then after that, try and make some try and make some money because obviously you can't put eight medals and you can't eat trophies. Yep. So you've got to start thinking about putting food on the table. What's happening with the Olympics now? The moment obviously it's been pushed back last year and everything. What's happening with you for that? Yeah, it's 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 really up in the air. So as yep. an athlete, I'm just trying my best not to think about it too much and yep. um, just staying positive as a person. So um, just saying in my head that it's happening and they're, they're still very very confident it's happening. Yep. Um, yeah, I've I haven't qualified yet, so that's that's yep. probably more of a stress yep. in the sense of like um, if I had qualified my first shot, then then I probably would there would be a, a little less stress. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's just more, it's more around dates. Like you just, yeah. I just need a date, give me a date and I'll be ready to rumble. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Just try my best to um, do other things because yeah. like if I was constantly boxing, I would yeah. be stressing and, and, and I've been trying to learn how to surf been doing rock climbing, just trying to do things that are really different and yep. um, and and just unusual. So I feel like I'm humbling myself and it's taking yep. my mind off boxing, which is nice. Yeah, that, like that's awesome to hear those different things as well. It's awesome taking your mind off those as well, which is awesome. Now going back, I suppose, to the 2018 your gold medal of the Commonwealth Games, experience there and like was your friends and family there as well to be able to watch it? Yeah, it was it was so special to, to do it on home soil. Yeah. Um, I, it was like the, the morning of the final, um, obviously I knew my immediate family was going to be there and um, a few other like solid day ones were going to be there. Yeah. Um, like a major thing for me was like my high school mates. Yep. Um, so like they, when you, when you, when I first qualified for the games, that was back in September, 2017. Yeah. Um, and, and like everyone was saying, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. But I knew at that time how hard it was going to be to find accommodation and make the commitment to come yeah and then the morning of the final um i had my high school mates sending me snapchats of them coming up and <laughs> it just like it was so amazing and, and so overwhelming for me because yeah. i just honestly like chasing my dream i honestly felt like at moments not all the time but at moments i felt like so lonely and and i felt like do they really care about me and and for them yeah. to show up and make that commitment to show up it was it was massive and and i don't know if you've seen the footage but the first thing i did was was run to them and yeah. um give them a big cuddle and then run to my parents and and give them a big cuddle too so it was um it was a very special moment it's not something that i think about very often obviously yeah. as an athlete sort of focusing on what's next and um it has always been the olympics but yeah. Um, it was still very special to sort of mark my sort of name on the international stage. Yeah, that's really good. I was just going to ask this other question. Both nerve-wise, we'll go just we'll go nerve-wise into that um, thing. Do, do you, are you a nervous person before fights or anything, or are you pretty pretty calm? Yeah, it's of course like everyone gets nervous, and and anyone yeah. who says that get nervous is kidding himself. <laughs> um, but I just feel the more experience you have, and probably the biggest thing for me is preparation. Yeah. So if my preparation is is half assed, yeah. Um, and and often and often it was when I was younger because I didn't fully understand what I was doing. Yeah. Um, like I would get very nervous and anxious and and worked up. Yeah. Um, and then as I've as I've become more experienced and realised what what it really takes to be a high performance athlete. Yeah. The more I realise the importance of preparation. So when my preparation is is 110%, my nerves on game day are a lot less relaxed. They're still there. They're still yeah. present. But I know that I've done everything I possibly can to be ready for that moment. So for me, preparation is key. And there's obviously little knickknacks that you can do, meditation and, and stuff yeah. like that on, on coming up to fight week and um, yeah. you know, get off social media. And, and there's so many little things you can do. Yeah. Number one thing for me is preparation. So, yeah. do you have a routine at all before you fight? Uh, I try my best not to be like superstitious. There's obviously yeah. like little routines that you you do follow, and for me, it's like the day, the morning of. It sounds very weird, but the morning of, I like I like to always wear new socks, new jocks. Not always. Yeah. I don't. I'm not too fussed on it. Yeah. Um, I like to clean my room. Um, yeah. I, I like to set out all my clothes. Um, it's just like, for me, it's just like being neat and tidy that day Yeah. because in my head, it's just setting the intention that I'm going to fight neat and tidy. So, yeah. um, but it sounds silly, but 
like I do everything nice and neat, tidy that day, the morning of a fight. And then hopefully when I get in there, I box really nice and comfortable and neat and tidy. So not a superstition, but just trying to force that sort of intention. Yeah, that's really good. Do you do anything differently or something to take your mind off boxing kind of thing from there? Or yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. I just try my best to, like, there's a lot of people try and cram. I don't know if it's the same for every every sport, but I know boxers, yeah. a lot of people try and cram, like, a lot of things into the, the last week of training. Yeah. I'm just like, like, in my head, there's nothing I can physically do that's going to help me prepare any better. As long yeah. as I'm not, like, going out and eating bad food or, or yeah. doing bad stuff like that. There is nothing I can do in this week that's going to make me better. So yeah. um, I just try my best to just, just mate, this is all about making weight. It's all about having fun. It's all yeah. about like, this is what we live for as athletes is yeah. competition. So I try my best not to overdo it or, or anything like that. Just try and have a laugh with the, with the team and, and, and joke around. See, I can listen to other people, what they have as well. I know a lot of people do have like set routines or they're pretty strict to, well, I said superstitions kind of thing as well. But I think, <laughs> talking to a lot of people out there a bit more relaxed now and everything but yeah i know people do or as i said take their mind off other things go do other sports or just things um that will uh, help them as well before. yeah and i think i think the more the more experience you get as an athlete you sort of work what works for you like you understand yeah. what works for you like there'll be things that that i do that will not work for anyone else or there's yeah. things that i'll try no i'm never doing that again so yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of like working out what what you feel most comfortable in. and yeah i think i feel most comfortable when when i feel like a little kid yeah um, i mean the reason why we all love sport or fell in love with the star is because of that feeling when we were kids so i just yeah. try my best to, to just sort of try my best to take back to that moment or get back to that moment the week of fight and and, and just sort of enjoy it like that's yeah. the reason why i started it so um, and then hopefully on, on game day, I feel like a kid and I, and I box really well. Like that's, that's where I feel like I'm at my best. That's it. No, I love those answers. Yeah, I think the same thing. You know, it's just whatever suits people is probably the best thing for them as well. Preparation. Love to hear, like I suppose, how important strengthening, conditioning and the importance of preparing your body is for yourself. I know this would be awesome to touch on as well. You done like a little bit of ballet as well. So that'd be interesting for my listeners and same again for me to like get a bit of understanding of why I chose that but I know a lot of it goes into technique and uh, movement and leg strength for boxing as well so yeah can we touch on a bit of strength conditioning and how important it is for just for lifestyle but also preparation for boxing too yeah yeah absolutely strength conditioning when I was younger like it was very basic my coach is Brian Levere he's, he's 70 79 this year so he's yeah. um I mean he's definitely an old old school fossil and yeah um like strength conditioning really just wasn't part of our like our day-to-day routine growing up. But when I was about 17 or 18, I, I met this coach, Amy Crook, and she's still my SNC coach. And yeah. um, she she taught me the importance of SNC, injury prevention, um, in muscle movement, flexibility, agility, yeah. um, stuff like that. And ever since then, um, it's crazy when you're a kid how much you can train and not pull up sore. Yeah. And then the older you get, it's weird. Like you train half as much and you pull up so sore. It's so interesting. <laughs> um, but I think that's just because your body has a lot more muscle potentially. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I train, I do four SNC sessions a week. Yep. Um, and it's something that there's this quote, Mike Tyson says it, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like dedication is doing what you love, uh, doing what you hate, but doing it like you love it. Yeah. So I'm not a massive fan of SNC. I much prefer I'm a cardio athlete. 
Um, but like I know the importance of it. It is so important for your for your injuries or injury prevention and um, and just to be ready for fight day. Obviously, boxing and combat sport is very physical. Yeah. So you need to make sure your body is like conditioned enough to to go into battle. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that Amy has has taught me um, the importance of S and C. Yep. Uh, and I have absolute faith in her as a coach. She, she's fantastic. So um, she's the type of coach that if she doesn't know something, she'll go home that night and learn it. So I really yep. respect that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful to have her on Team Garside. That's awesome. And then uh, now touching on your choice of ballet, are you still doing that at the moment or? Yeah. 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 yeah, so I was uh, I was doing it in in Melbourne, um, and obviously I'm not based there at the moment. So yeah. I'm just doing like little online YouTube things at the moment. But yeah. I, I find it fantastic, mate. I've yeah, I always say that it's for boxing, but I've always wanted to try it. To be honest, yeah, um, a little bit unique, and and I've always felt a little bit different. And I got it from my favorite fighter, Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah, um, he's a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and he um, he did ballet as well. So. Um, I got I stole it from him. It wasn't my idea. Yeah. Um, I've I've honestly love it. It's just something different. Um, it's good to do things that humble you, things yeah. that you're terrible at. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely something that I think after boxing I'll be continuing doing. So um, hopefully one day I might be able to do a performance or something. Yeah, nice. Um, did you find that like same again? You like improvement, or as in, did you find that like it was so much, like with your boxing was it so much like helpful for it? Yeah, no, absolutely. The the power and strength of the legs they generate, like they make it look so elegant and, and effortless, but yeah. it's pretty bloody hard. I tell you, yeah. I, I know I, yeah, like I wake up in the morning and, and during it, I'm not sweating too much, but yeah. afterwards because of the tension and, and, the, and like the stability in your legs and like the core strength and there's so many things to it. I love the discipline and the structure. Mm. Um, and I wake up in the morning, man. I'm, I'm generally a little bit sore, so um, it's definitely. I'm a big believer. If it, if it, if you hurt, if if it hurts in the morning, it definitely works. So, yeah, it's definitely something. As I said, I'll continue doing. And yep. fingers crossed, it can it can help me with um, like with my boxing. And I feel like it has, to be honest. So I guess we'll find out the Olympics, mate. How That's much? Awesome. That's really good to hear. Um, next one, us nutrition. I'd love to hear your thoughts on. How big a role does it play with your performance? But also, yeah, just like general life. Do you like do you follow something strict or you're pretty like relaxed on some of the time? Yeah, so I'm 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 in like half minds in the sense of um, I used to fight at 60 kg. So when I was at 60, I had to I had to literally like I was obsessing, like I'm I'm a little bit obsessive with, with a lot of the things I do. And um, it was like weird. I was getting to the point of like because it was really hard to make 60. Yeah. Um, and I was getting to the point of, I was like getting up and going to the toilet and yeah. in my head I was thinking, how many calories am I burning from the walk from my couch to yeah. the toilet? That's how obsessive I was getting. Yeah. Um, so like from moving up to 63, yeah. uh, I feel very a lot more comfortable um, and there's not a, much of a focus on my nutrition. Yeah. Obviously there's, there's like you always want to eat clean and eat healthy yeah. and yeah. Um, I'm lucky that I've got a good sponsor, uh, Higgs and Co. When I'm in Melbourne, he helps me out with my nutrition and he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to get back to that 60 days where I'm stressing and obsessing about it. Yeah. But just making sure I'm eating good, proper foods, getting in carbs when I need them, getting in protein when I yeah. need them. Um, I'm lucky as well. My SNC coach yeah. helps me out with my food coming into comp. So I've got some really, really good people around me. I'm not much of an academic, mate. I'm not much of a. Like, as I said, I'm not much of a book person. Yeah. I'm more of a person. I'm lucky I've got those people on my team. I just train hard, do my job, 
they can help me out with that stuff. So yeah. I'm very lucky to have people like that, that, that really sort of show me the ropes on, on what you should eat and when you should eat it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a very, very important thing. If you want to train at 150%, mm-hmm. your nutrition and your hydration is probably the two biggest forms of recovery besides sleep. Um, so yeah, they're things that I do try and focus on a lot. Yeah, no, nah, I think you pretty much just like answered basically those those three things are probably the best to focus on as well. As I said, everyone's different with their nutrition too. So I kind of think as in kind of what suits you, like just kind of stick to it and um, go from there as well. What's your favorite relaxed meal when you're kind of on off season a little bit? <laughs> um, oh, mate, nothing better. I know every time I come back from a competition, um, like say I've been overseas for a couple of months and yeah. um, come home, even if it's a Tuesday night, mum will always cook a Sunday night roast for me. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably the go-to, just more so because of the environment around the house as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. Um, and just the roast potatoes, mate, unreal. Mum's cheese sauce, fantastic. There you go. Might have to try it. <laughs> Yeah, mate, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. This one, I know this you're um, something again passionate about this, and I also just seen that you wrote a little bit of an article or blog with the is it called uh, Sana da- Sana Sana Days? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, I suppose, how do you look after your mental health best for yourself? Yeah, yeah. As I as I said in that that little blog post, um, yeah. you know, I've always like the older I get, the more I realise the importance of the things that make me feel good about myself. Um, and exercises that thing. So I always yeah. notice when, when I'm not exercising properly or not training properly, um, sometimes my mental health does deteriorate. Um, so I always try my best to live like a very active life because I noticed that, um, you know, it is probably the biggest thing yeah. for me for mental health. So um, I like to train daily, always try and have a little rest day, but even on that day I'm out and about walking or, or, yeah. or doing something active, out surfing potentially or something like that. Um, but yeah, in that post, I said, like, we're here in this world, a lot of things about meditation and mindfulness. And, and I'm a massive believer that exercise is that in its most purest form. Yeah. Like we are literally just tuning into what is happening in front of us. And I'm very, very sad when I'm boxing, I'm not thinking about paying bills or ex-girlfriends or, or, or yeah. anything. I'm not thinking about any of these like, personal problems or, yeah. or about I'm, I'm literally thinking about trying not to get beaten up for one. And or say you're doing exercise, just whatever's happening in front of you. So yeah, I'm a massive advocate for um for physical exercise. And I know the endorphin release after like a hard cardio session, like that feeling is so rewarding. And yeah, yeah, I definitely think post boxing I'll probably try and do like like triathlons or something like that just to chase that hard cardio high. (laughs) That's awesome. Any other tips I suppose to look after your mental health for people? Yeah, there's obviously those little like knickknacks, like um, like practicing gratitude, mindfulness. I think social connections is a major thing as well. Yep. Um, just being very aware of who's in your circle and who's behind you and who's backing you. Yep. Um, that's definitely something for me that I've become very present and um, and try to focus on in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. It's just those people around me who are lifting me up, not dragging me down. So um, just being aware of who's in your circle and who's got your back and um, and making sure you're creating time for those people, I think um, are very important. I think meaning and purpose is a big one as well. Um, having purpose in what you're doing so for me it's just there's so many things the reason why I do boxing I do it put my family's name on the map 
I do it because I want to be Australia's first Olympic gold medalist. Um, I do it to, to give my mum and dad a better quality of life, hopefully when I, later on when I turn pro and earn some money. Yeah. Um, there's so many reasons why I do it and, and sort of just understanding your why, it makes it a bit easier to get out of bed. So meeting in purpose is a pretty big one as well. Yeah, I love those answers there. And same thing, I think for me, big like social connection is a massive one as well. And with everything that happened last year, I think finding that time to able to chat to someone or just yeah, ring, give a message or like, as I said, with your mates there as well, family, friends, I think it's probably the biggest one there as well. But yeah, same for me, I'm real big on exercise as well. So, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I, know, I know last year there was like a, um, there was like a, a couple of points throughout the year where like, I had like a couple of mates call me out of the blue yeah. um, and, and like that feeling of just like, like them calling you, it was like, I know how it felt for me. It was so very special. Yeah. And from that moment, I try my best to, um, to try and call someone like once every couple of days, someone new or someone who, um, who didn't expect it at all. So yeah. um, just because I knew how good it was when someone like, like you didn't expect to call you and they called you. So yeah. um yeah, if, if anyone is listening to this, just call one person who like would not expect it and you'll make their week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what everyone's goal is for listening, all right? They're gonna ring someone out of the blue. <laughs> Last one I just wanted to go on. I suppose pathways into boxing for young kids. Yeah, that'd be good to touch on there for me, please. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've always I've always like my dream one day is to is to run a boxing gym um and have it fully funded or like in the sense like uh, the kids don't have to pay. Yep. Um, obviously, there would be like some sort of like um, like they would pay five dollars or something like something small because there yeah. is some value in them paying rather than yep. just getting it for free. Yep. Um, but like that is a dream, just to run a gym, a gym where they don't have to really pay that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, like most suburbs in in Australia have a boxing gym. Yep. If not, a surrounding suburb would have one. So I'm just a massive, massive believer if you can find a boxing gym um, or any combat sport, it doesn't have to be boxing. Um, yeah, just go in there and or either hit them up on, on social media. Most of them would have a social media account. Um, or, yeah, just head into the gym and, and the boxing community is fantastic. I know that they take people in with open arms, especially young kids. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm a massive advocate for, for any, any parent out there who's a little bit concerned about their kid or, or anything like that say they're lacking confidence, say they're lacking discipline, say they're anything that they you feel they may be lacking. I feel combat sport is definitely the best place to, um, is definitely the best place to sort of find, find who they are. Um, because I know it definitely helped me sort of form this identity that I have now and, um, and create this sort of person that I am now. So yeah, most suburbs would have a, have a gym and, um, and once you get from that gym, make sure you love it. That's the biggest thing. Make sure you're having fun. And then if you want to take it seriously, um, I'm sure the coach there would be able to help you out. So what gym did, what gym were you boxing at at the moment? Or when yeah, you- so I'm, it's called Pure Boxing um, in Melbourne. It's in Ringwood. Um, and when I was younger, there was Lillardale Youth Club, but that, that's not there anymore. So me and my coach moved um, to, to Jason Whaley's gym, who's one of my best mates. Um, he's one of my brothers. And he went, he went to the uh, Olympic Games in 2016. So he's also a massive role model and, um, of mine. And he's definitely someone who's fantastic, for, especially for young kids to train under. Awesome. I'll chuck them in the show notes um, for guys to check out there as well, which is good. Thank you very much for your time today, Hey, I really do appreciate it. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic. Where can, I suppose, listeners keep up to date on so, do you have social, social medias for you? 
Yep, yep. Probably the, just the, the one I use the most is Instagram. So just Harry underscore Garside. Yep. Um, and yeah, that uh, as I said, that gym is pure boxing. Um, just check it out. It's in Ringwood if you, if you are from Melbourne or um, even just hit me up on, 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 on Instagram and I can also just tell me where you live and I'll be able to find a gym for you if you want to start boxing. Perfect. Thanks, guys. I know you guys are going to take lots out of today's episode, so I can't wait to release it. Good luck with um, all the boxing and then the Olympics for you, Harry. I know you're going to do very well. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.